0: doing just great. It's sort of a day 3 of being an SEC champion again. Feels pretty wonderful.
1: Um I think we need to give a super shout out really quickly to the good people over at SEC shorts. Um oh, yeah. they put a SEC shorts out today that was just genius and um I, I really I, I highly recommend checking that out. SEC shorts is always pretty good, but uh I think this particular time was a uh,
0: was pretty unbelievable as a class. If, if they're classics that belongs in it. Uh, it's always good. The thing that's funny to me about as with almost any like normal sitcom, it took a while, I think, for them to get their footing, meaning it was, it, it was amusing. It was a great idea. And then it was amusing. And then they missed some of the, some of them were just misses. Then it became consistently funny. It's like they found themselves and it became consistently funny and now it's consistently funny and occasionally classic. And today was a classic. That, uh, that's, that's as good as it gets. So if you haven't seen it, Google SEC shorts Monday, December 21st, and uh, watch the war scene with the water balloons. It is, no matter how much Luke and I build it up, it will exceed your expectations. No, I totally agree. It was, uh, it was that good. And we got to um, get that dude on. I bet we can get him on the podcast. His name's Josh Sneed. I bet we can get him on one day. Let's do that.
1: I've met him a couple of times and get out uh, super nice guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd you meet him. This is a good story.
1: I just ran into him uh a couple of different times in Birmingham and just, you know, introduced myself once and told him to love the stuff. And then another time I talked to him for just a second. And that was about it. It wasn't a, like there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole shitload we could talk about, but, um,
0: does he do something in Birmingham besides occasionally act because he's very good. I mean, he's very good. I'd be—I'm a harsh critic about that stuff, in terms of like who's—who's. Who's, I think he's Saturday Night Live level funny.
1: Well, now and now I can tell you that I remember we interviewed him on Sports Blitz, um, ah. and he was because this was back when it first started getting kicked off, and uh, I don't know if we could get him anymore.
0: <laughs> but um, he's too big now.
1: He's uh, he's a super guy and he's an actor. Um, but anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's great. A couple of ways to go here. We're going, you know, for a pod for today and then a pod for Wednesday. Um, I want to spend one of the pods talking about signing day superlatives, even though we hadn't written a blog about it, like we normally do. And I assume we will, we uh, we can sort of, we can review, what Bama online did for their signing day superlatives and then throw in our own little tidbit. So I think what we'll do for today is sort of, if you want to wrap up anything else on, on Alabama, Florida SEC championship game, feel free to throw it in there. But I think I want to get started with um, Alabama statistically. And because I I saw something that our buddy Aaron Suttles tweeted out that I, I did not know this was true, but Will Anderson, First of all, he has 52 quarterback pressures, which leads the the like his double of any other freshman in the country, I think.
0: That's amazing. Um, I mean, that's, that's amazing. amazing.
1: Secondly, he didn't get his first sack until game or week eight, right? <laughs> now he leads the conference in sacks with seven. Leads the conference, not just freshmen, the conference.
0: And you can't help but wonder – had Alabama played two more games against questionable competition and tackles oh that have no business trying to block someone of his immense gifts. Not, not unfair to assume he would have 10 already.
1: Oh, he would have killed a dude.
0: And he's got two more games. I, I think 10 is a magic number for a season. And, and, and forget the fact that we, you know, we're missing two regular season games. If he gets up to 10 – that would be an incredible freshman year, and I I could spend the whole hour on Will Anderson, hell, half hour on Will Anderson because he's such a, a great story to me. But I feel like me and you, you know, kind of fell into that overhype thing this summer because we heard such incredible stories that were all true, or they were coming from A plus sources. We, we we knew that we knew we the stories from the practice field that we knew were coming from really good sources, and. We fell for the hype a little bit, and I felt like we overhyped him. And then back in the September and October games, I'm like, gosh, why do I do this every year? I, 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 I'm always preaching to, to our listeners, don't overhype these kids. It's not fair to them. It's just going to set up expectations. You'll end up being disappointed in what is really a good player. And, and then here I am doing the same damn thing, and I, and I get mad. But now, now I reach end into the year, and I was, we didn't overhype him at all. We just expected a little much out of the gate. But we didn't hype him. He, he is – we said he was going to be one of the great freshman front seven defenders in Alabama history, and he's led the league in sacks. If we've had a freshman do that before, that is news to me. So ends up, dude, we didn't overhype him at all. He's earned it.
1: Oh, there's no – what do we overhype more every summer, uh, an incoming football freshman or the basketball team in general? <laughs>
0: the answer to that is yes, but uh, (laughs) we we do, we do that. We do that. And and I get, it's a soapbox thing for me. I get like upset or I want to rail against the fan. fan. I mean, there's the number one thing that fans do that is so irritating and it's so annual, you can set your watch to it is assume the player we've never seen is the best player. That's what fans, and it's not Alabama fans. It's fans of every sport, of every team. The player we haven't seen is the best one. And I so badly want to get people to look at it differently because it's just so not fair to the kid. And it's sort of like not smart. <laughs> you know, we've sort of, not every new kid is going to be better than Herschel Walker. I mean, that, that's just, but so many fans are like that. But here, here we are. Do and, and as much as I like rail against it, then I do it myself. I, I find some freshmen like right now. It's going to be JoJo Earl for the next class. I'm sure next summer I'm going to be Luke. I'm telling you, he's waddle. You know, I'm going I'm to be doing yeah. that while at the whole time railing against everyone else doing the same thing about other kids.
1: Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Coors Light. How can I not tell you about Coors Light? I love it. You love it. We all love it. I don't know why we all aren't just sitting around having a Coors Light together right now. Coors Light's where it's at. Um, you want to go get you a cold, crisp Coors, Coors Light. That is, ASAP. You can go over to the Circle K um, if you're, you know, north of uh, Tennessee. You can go like the Speedway. But if you're south of Birmingham, you can go to Piggly Wiggly. You can go to anywhere. They all sell Coors Light. Everybody sells Coors Light because everybody buys Coors Light because it's delicious. And you know you want some because you know you need to chill out. 2020 is almost over, guys. We've about done it. We've about made it. And nothing will cap off 2020 saying kiss my butt 2020 like having a nice cold Coors Light and saying goodbye to this year, which outside of Alabama football has been relatively awful. So Coors Light can ring in the new year too. Get ready. Go ahead and stock up for that big New Year's party you or somebody you know is going to have, or for that party you're going to crash. Be sure to take some Coors Light with you because you know they may not be a smart party giver, and only smart party givers are going to have Coors Light at that New Year's Eve party. We want you to celebrate responsibly, but be sure to drink that golden crisp elixir that hails from Golden, Colorado, called Coors Light. Also, betonline.ag. My goodness. What an awesome new sponsor we have here. You know we're all cool.
0: Uber cool. I'm excited to bet. I'm excited to bet. I'm gonna do that over Christmas. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a game and I'm going to bet on it using their credit cards. They They did credit cards. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, college football
1: is heading right into bowl season. We got one this afternoon. Well, we had one yesterday afternoon. We're doing it this afternoon, but forget about all that. They got other big matchups coming up. They got the NFL regular season winding down with the playoff pictures becoming clear. They got all these funky bets, too. That's what's really cool about this site. You can can bet on just about anything you want to. Be sure to use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag. Um, you got NFL games of the week, college football, top games, current headlines and sports, all kind of stuff you can bet on. Go visit our friends and exclusive partner at betonline.ag or excuse me, at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Now betonline.ag is the, uh, the website betonline at betonline underscore is the Twitter handle. You can sign up for a free account. Be sure to use the promo code locked on, though you get 50% welcome bonus. Hello, that's free money, baby. It's free you money. That's there. literally
0: giving away money. People are giving away. Y'all are waiting on Washington, D.C. to send you stimulus money. These people are waiting to hand you free money. They're stimulating you right now. So
1: that's right. Go to betonline.ag, sign up, promo code locked on, get their ASAP, and tell them Luke sent you. All right, Jimmy, uh, let's get back into this for a second. I want to talk about um, some – where did we leave? We started talking about some of the – what did we talk about in the first segment? We we were talking about Will
0: Anderson and what a badass – Mofo was. was. Yeah, yeah, I I was literally about to use a similar term. There you go.
1: He is. (laughs) You did – I'm the one that's cussing her on our podcast, damn it. So, okay, no, I know what we're doing now. Okay, sorry. And for those who think we're not organized, you're exactly right. I'm in a hotel south of Indianapolis, and I told Jimmy, let's cut a podcast. So that's where we're doing this thing.
0: But hey, um, dash up there to NCAA headquarters and say, hey, just an Alabama fan checking in. What's going on with Tennessee? You guys are talking about Tennessee here. What, what's the haps with the craps? Hey, why, why do y'all have three folders marked
1: Bruce Pearl on them on your deck (laughs) and they're stocked to to the rim. But anyway, okay. Um, Wow. You've
0: named a whole wing of this floor after Bruce Pearl. That's cool.
1: (laughs) And I like, I love the new Will Wade viewing garden. That's beautiful. Um, (laughs) So, uh, okay, here's something interesting. And again, I'm getting these stats this is a random article put up by Bama online, but I love to, when they put up these, you know, stat pack things, so how about this, Najee Harris? You know, of course, the MVP of the SEC Championship Game pre- played brilliantly. Um, Jimmy been listening to a lot of Sirius XM on the way up here from Birmingham to Indianapolis, and um, most most of them, to a man, have said, "I'm voting for Devontae Smith for really? like, Heisman." Yeah, most of them. That's have. good. Like,
0: that yeah, yeah, and smart. I think that's
1: good. But they've also thrown in there, man. I might have to put Najee Harris on my ballot somewhere after this weekend. And I also think a smart, good point. but. Here's the thing. I didn't realize this. Now, these are his uh, two-date stats. And remember, we've only played 11 games, okay? Ten. First of all – No, 11. 11. Yeah, we played 11. I didn't realize he had 31 carries in the game the other night. I was so fixated on the 178 yards, two rushing touchdowns, and three receiving touchdowns. I didn't notice the 31 carries. That's just a shitload of carries for an Alabama back right now. You know, Derek – I didn't notice –
0: there, I did notice early in the game we, we, the the point in the game where we normally put in Brian Robinson we did not, and then Brian Robinson wasn't returning kicks. We inexplicably had our tight end doing that, and uh, there was a point in the game I was texting a couple of people who are tight with the program saying, "Does uh, B Rob have the COVID? Because yeah. I, I I didn't see him on the sidelines and he should have been in or running back." So when you say Najee had 31 carries. I didn't realize that either, but now that you say it, heck, the whole first half, I'm like, where the heck is number four?
1: Yeah, and he did play. Um, He just – he was sort of doing B-Rob things. I mean, he didn't do anything that blew you away. He actually got a first down or two. Um, But I think at the time, Najee was so hot. that It just didn't make sense to put B-Rob in there. And, you know, B-Rob sort of caught in – I mean, B-Rob's a good running back. But when you're the backup to Najee Harris, your quarterback's Mac Jones, your receiver's Devontae Smith. Uh, I mean, you know, there's only one football dude, and probably right. one of those other dudes has used it to score a touchdown with. So, <laughs> there's just not. The, um, right. But anyway, all right. So first of all, I was a little shocked that Najee had 31 carries, which tells me, okay, we're about to use us some Najee in these next few games. Now we might have to not use it uh, get, use him as much against Notre Dame. I mean, we may be able to beat them in a plethora of ways, but um, I think against Clemson, Najee may get a lot of work, um, but how about this? Okay, the senior tailback leads the nation in rushing touchdowns by five scores, first of all. That's pretty incredible, um, and he also ranks third nationally in rushing attempts. That, I was like, how is that possible?
0: That is surprising. Right. I'm sure that's a product of us playing a full schedule that not everybody got to play. I'm sure that's true. Helpful. True. I'm sure it's helpful, but it's still surprising.
1: I just – I found that to be odd. And then here's another stat that struck me as weird. His three receiving touchdowns, all three of them he had this past weekend,
0: by the way. Yeah, that was a shocking one. I didn't know that. Uh, Gary Danielson or Nestler, somebody mentioned it during the broadcast, and I was shocked. And then then he caught three of them in that game, and then the world made more sense. Because Najee is an outstanding receiver. It's one of those things where the NFL – when they're, they're yeah. creating their scouting report on him. He doesn't just get a check in the box. He gets an A-plus in the box. He's outstanding catching the ball. So that is sort of surprising, just like the fact he's going to perhaps end his career at Alabama with his longest run being, what, 41 yards, 42 yards?
1: I think it's 42 I'm going to go out on a limb and say he breaks that against Notre Dame or Clemson. I'm going out on a limb there.
0: Uh, it's certainly possible because I've been saying all, all along he's going to hit his home run at some point. But – one thing, and we'll talk about this more as it gets closer. But I'm not saying this in the sense that I think it could be a one-score game or it could go the other way. But I, 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 I hope this hasn't trickled down to the team. But I, I think our fans take Notre Dame too too lightly. Now we're 17-point favorite for a reason. But what I'm saying is that 17 points I, I, I don't consider it a foregone conclusion. All you Alabama fans that are just laughing at the very notion that they're gonna stay on the field with us, then y'all call up Bet Online AG. Y'all, y'all make your bets there. I want you to, first of all, it's an outstanding service. But number two, if you're that sure, call them up. They'll, they, they want you, they want to, and, and hopefully you win. As an Alabama fan, I hope you're right. I hope we crush them by 58, but it's not 2012. We're a different team, they're a different team, We're a 17-point favorite, and right now, if I'm predicting the outcome of the game right now, I'm probably picking Notre Dame to cover that number. Now, barely. I I think Alabama's going to win by around 15 points right now. That's how I would pick it right now.
1: Well, you're right. That betonline.ag spread is 17 points right now. I think it's going to go up, and frankly, Jimmy, I'm one of those that thinks we're going to cover too. I mean, I I think we're going to cover maybe in a big way because you're right. It's not 2012. In a way, it's going to be worse because our offense is more <laughs> potent. I mean, this it, true. I mean, look, we had Amari Cooper in 12. He was a freshman. Um, he was awesome. And, and we had A.J. McCarron, who was a really good quarterback in Alabama system then. Um, and we had some bruiser running backs, you know, Lacey, uh, sc- both Lacey and Yeldon scored. You know, we had Michael Williams was on that team. And we had D.J. Fluker and Barrett Jones. I would dare say this offensive line is better. I would unquestionably say the passing attack is more dangerous even though they had Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper couldn't be stopped in that game. I think Devontae Smith and the combination of using a tight – Michael Williams, we could only use him on a play action from the two. That's the only way we used him. And, and he scored a touchdown that way in 2012. But we have a tight end now that can go and, and you know, he can get you 35, 40 yards. We have a tight end now that's returning kicks. I mean, we, we think it's stupid, but he did it. Um, and then um, I'm
0: telling you right now, I think it's going to be more like thirty-eight twenty-seven.
1: Okay. Now, when you say something like that, I think, it, <laughs> and it, it's, it's not exactly, it's not exactly the transitive property. I understand, but I think you should also take into account that Clemson was missing mm-hmm. guys the first time they played against Notre Dame on defense. Forget Trevor Lawrence. They had those guys back this weekend, and Notre Dame couldn't score uh like if they were a sailor on shore leave i mean they just couldn't score period um and finally they got a score late but it just didn't matter clemson had called the dogs off that was clear as day and the other time clemson played by the way in a playoff semifinal in arlington they scored three points
0: yeah but i would also say and here's the kicker uh I hope Pete proves me wrong, but I would just say Clemson is substantially better than Alabama on defense. Substantially.
1: Wait a minute. I mean, yep. substant. You really think so? Substantially. You're the first person. Yep. Now look, I can. If you want to say Clemson's better, I'm, I'm. I can buy that. If you want to say Alabama's a hair better, I could buy that. If you want to say either defense is substantially better than the other one, I'm not buying that.
0: Ah, uh, substan- Well, by substantially, I mean. Notre Dame scored 10 against them and is going to score around 24 against us. I said 27 a while ago. I was wavering between 24 and 27. Jimmy, you're so crazy. Um, (laughs) Defense is not good. Uh, And and that's not to say we're not going to win the national championship or that we're not going to beat Notre Dame. I believe we will beat Notre Dame. As a matter of fact, I'm confident we'll beat Notre Dame. Uh, What I'm not confident is we got too many fans that think this is going to be you know, literally 45 to three. And I'm like, what defense are you guys watching? Yeah, we could score that much against basically anyone. But, oh, and I'll put it, when we said it the other day, I think Notre Dame's a better team than Florida. Now the game's going to play out differently because the teams could not be more different. I mean, Notre Dame and Florida are much different teams just the way they use the tight end. Florida's tight end is a downfield big play freak. Notre Dame's tight ends are more traditional of what you found in the NFL in the eighties. And while they will catch a ball and move the chains, they also got three or four of them that will pummel you in the ground game. So they, they just do it totally differently. But Notre Dame is again, I'll use the term substantially better on defense than Florida, substantially better. And, we won't score the points or get to find the yards against Notre Dame like we did against Florida, though I feel very confident we'll get enough yards and enough points to win the football game.
1: Another thing I think you should do is quit looking at the first six games that we had, mm-hmm. or first five games, and look at the last five or six games and go back to my Will Anderson stat of he's the light has come on, and in that guy. And so I think we're going to get more pressure. I mean, obviously, we, we got eight sacks against Arkansas. Now, Arkansas is not good, but we had, what, five sacks against Florida? Is that right? Was it five? Um, I think we so, had five.
0: We had four or five. So, yeah, it was, it was yeah, a bunch. We
1: did. It was it, – okay, Alabama, in fact, this leads me to my next stat. But before I get to that next stat, I want to tell everybody about Built Go. B-U-I-L-T-G-O dot com is where you want to go to check out this delicious little energy packet i'm telling you guys i'm i'm all the products we we pimp i try and this is a product i've used a lot i love it it's really good like if you're going to work out i've been trying to work out a little bit more so i can justify all that i eat and when I, i need a little energy before i go to the gym then i pop one of these packets and it takes like two seconds And you're, you're ready to rock. It's better than five hour energy. And trust me, I'm a guy who's had plenty of five hour energies. It's better than a Red Bull. I'm a guy who's had plenty of Red Bull. Sometimes I mix it with vodka, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's the, the, these packets are easy to carry, put them in your pocket, put them in your uh, fanny pack. Put them in your briefcase. I don't care what you got. If you got a fanny pack, I'd prefer you just not have it. We don't want people with fanny packs buying our stuff. And I'm just teasing. But uh, you can put it in your in your glove compartment. Whatever you want to do. Go to builtgo.com. Use promo code locked on. Like all the promo codes, promo code locked on, and you will get twenty percent off your order. I'm telling you right now. You heard it here first, or you heard it several other podcasts ago. Whatever it is, go to builtgo.com. Jimmy, we're talking about stats we had this past weekend. We did have five stats. That leads me into my next uh, little tidbit here. Uh, Alabama has registered 21 sacks in the last four games. That takes the season total to 32 sacks. So I think that, that strengthens my point that We've gotten more pressure lately. Now, maybe we played less mobile quarterbacks in the last few games. Maybe that has something to do with it.
0: Yeah, Ian Book is going to be much tougher to sack in the sense that he'll be one of the better pure athletes that we've played. Uh, I mean, he he is, you know, it's ridiculous to compare him to Johnny Manziel, but people have been, I mean, in terms of, how he can throw the ball moving his feet, how he makes plays outside the pocket, how he makes big scramble plays. I think apparently Manziel is almost absurd, but it is also indicative of here's a guy that is literal dual threat or no one with any sense at all would be making the, the comparison. So, I mean, I, I think Ian Book, if you have, if, if Alabama fans I haven't seen him play a lot, uh, he, he's, a, he's very mobile, he's very good outside the pocket, He will make plays uh, himself in the run game. His design runs uh, can be daggers, uh, whereas Trask was just taking advantage of some holes uh, that we were leaving. uh, In the middle of the field, uh, Book is going to be more of a guy that they're just going to, you know, it's second six, and they're going to call a quarterback design run, and and he'll get 15 yards. I mean, he's he's very quick.
1: He is quick, and he is uh, better on the run than Trask. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, However, I would say Trask has a better release, uh, can throw a better ball, probably has better pocket awareness, um, all those things. So I I think – Just different guys, uh, very
0: different. I
1: think Ian Ian Book's probably more comparable to a Bo Nix.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good comparison, really. Uh, I sort of like that. I've already heard Nick Saban say that Notre Dame will be the most difficult preparation – uh, for our defense and, and it's simply like like he said you know by now you've played a lot of offenses but we haven't played an offense quite like Notre Dame's uh they just do things differently not that they it's not better it's not the best offense I would tell you that Florida is better on offense than Notre Dame I would tell you that Ole Miss is uh maybe a couple of other offenses we have played like Texas A&M perhaps might be uh they're good but they're not great they you know the strength of their team is defensively this will be one of the better defenses we've played uh this year uh definitely better than florida uh they're going to be in that georgia uh a and m uh missouri uh yeah. level of defense um now now we <laughs> scored a lot of points we scored a lot of points in all those games We scored a shitload of points at all. We did. And I expect to score a shitload of points again. If if we, like I have said about this team from the summer, and I'm not changing my mind. This is what i said about the summer. I think we're going to win the national championship. I still think we are. But if we don't, the podcast after the loss that knocks us out is going to start with, Luke, we just weren't good enough on defense. And that's that. So if we lose, that's where it's going to start.
1: Yeah. If we lose Notre Dame, there's going to be a lot of, boy, uh,
0: let me tell think you, so. Pete
1: Golding is going to be catapulted into the next <laughs> county. We're going to build a catapult and we're going to just flip him from Tuscaloosa County to Jefferson County.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's I'm not predicting happen. that. I, I'm, I'm just warning against the idea that, Notre Dame doesn't belong in the game, that they're not one of the top four teams, that we're gonna just crush them. I'm just warning against all that. I'm thankful, I, don't, I know Nick Saban and the coaches won't be like that. And whenever I worry about it, because the fans can think whatever and you think it doesn't affect the team, that, that's generally true. But I, I think there is some seepage. I mean, the kids do read about the game. I mean, I don't know what planet people, I guess people like to live on a planet where the kids are too busy with their lives. They're too busy preparing for the game to read about what's being said about them on the internet. That's crazy. Look, if Tom Cruise is sitting in his hotel room in Paris reading what's being said about him on the internet, so is Brian Branch. So is Mac Jones. So is Will Anderson. So is Jalen Armour Davis. Of course they read it. What do you, if people are talking on the Internet about you, aren't you reading it? Why do you think they're any different? They're human beings like everyone else. They, they, they want to know what's being said, good, bad, or indifferent. So I think when we as fans, you know, just mock the idea that a team can stay on the field with us, I do worry there, there's some seepage down to the team because they read it.
1: Um, Jimmy, we'll wrap this up by saying, uh, first of all, I want to throw this other stat out there about uh, Will Reichert. How about this? And this, again, comes from Bama Online, giving them all the credit. Place kicker Will Reichert kicked a 20-yard field goal and was 7 of 7 on extra points in the title game. He is now 12 of 12 on field goals. He's 73 of 73 on extra points. Perfect through 11 games, Reichert is only one of five kickers that hasn't missed a field goal. and has 13 more extra points than any other player. Dating back to 2019, he's made 13 straight field goals. I mean, while we aren't making a bigger deal out of Will Reichert, I think we all – it's sort of like talking about a pitcher during a perfect game in the seventh inning. Like, we don't want to jinx it. It's it's almost like now that I've said that out loud, he is going to squib one like uh, uh, Papa John's did in the damn national championship game against Georgia. But, um, no, Will Reichert has been brilliant. And man, he needs some more credit. But I, I don't want you to go into that right now instead. As we wrap up, there is a report. Well, first of all, earlier today, this is Monday we're cutting this. Earlier today, apparently Billy Napier turned Auburn down. And uh, so now that makes the list that of uh, people that have turned Auburn down longer than the list of people that turned me down when I asked several to go to prom. I mean, that was an extensive, <laughs> extensive list. Um, but
0: I still think it's uh, cool that you asked Billy Napier to prom. His loss. <laughs> I did.
1: I I loved His him loss. before he was cool, Jimmy. Um,
0: <laughs> His loss.
1: But uh, so now the, there's a report out there that Bill Clark's the guy. He has an offer essentially in hand, and they're waiting to see what's up. So well, I have an extremely high. high well,
0: I have an extremely high opinion of Bill Clark. Uh, and if they hire Bill Clark, even though he apparently was their fifteenth choice, uh, I if they hire Bill Clark, I will worry that they have stumbled backwards into a gold mine. Uh, I worry that they they, they fell into the, the the pig slop and landed on Pamela Anderson. Um I I, I, I just uh I do have I'd a high be opinion. The pig slop. <laughs> I have a high opinion of Bill Clark. Now, if if it is Bill Clark, I, then what I'm going to sell myself on, which is true, is that being very successful in Conference USA recruiting, Conference USA level athletes, is an apples and oranges thing to competing in the Southeastern Conference, where you're recruiting and coaching against the very best of the best of the best every single week. Um. And and that it's going to be a new world uh, for Bill Clark, and and then he's got to control the the Auburn football machine, which chewed up and spit out, you know, Gus Malzahn alive, who who was, in in my opinion, a good football coach. Um, but that being said, on Monday, maybe I'll be really wrong. By the time people listen to this, maybe the Auburn coaching search is over, and it's Bill Clark or or, or Mario Cristobal or who the hell knows. But. I said from the start, I think it'll be Kevin Steele. I I still say at this moment, I believe it'll be Kevin Steele. Bill Clark would be the better hire, by the way, in my opinion.
1: I don't know if Bill Clark's a better hire or not. I think Bill Clark is much more likely to be their head coach than Kevin Steele at this point. I mean, if I'm Kevin Steele, you have to be thinking, nobody wants me here except these few boosters. Now it's a lot of money, and I'm sure you'd still take the job but at some point pride has to kick in. I mean, it's the, the the fans have made it quite clear. They do not want Kevin Steele. And, and just as I'm talking, I've also learned that Tennessee has dropped out of their bowl game because Jeremy Pruitt and multiple other Vols have tested positive for COVID-19. I'm surprised COVID could score 19 in Knoxville because it doesn't seem like they could score that much, but uh yeah, uh, that's that's not surprising. Man. I mean, I thought it was going to be because Jeremy Pruitt was fired, but I can't. Yeah, believe well, as, was, I,
0: no. I, I, this was all news to me. And as you were finishing <laughs> that sentence, I was like, "There goes Jeremy."
1: <laughs> I mean, it just it seems so likely that he is going to be fired that. I mean, it's almost – I bet you Tennessee's like, yeah, you can go ahead. He's like, hey, should we skip the bowl game? It's just like, what do you care? You're not going to be our coach anyway.
0: They just gave up. I mean, I, 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 I'll never understand how any of it works. And I'm not trying to defend Jeremy because I like him and I know him and, and I want him to be successful even if he's at Tennessee. But I, I'll just never understand it, you know, in terms of, of how quickly – fans want to want to give up and jump into the coaching search I mean ask Auburn how that's going you know and and, yeah I mean just think of this think of this Jeremy Pruitt inherited crap had a crappy first season improved it in year two still crap but they went from really low level crap to mid-level crap and then ended last year on what, a seven-game win streak? I know they didn't beat anybody good, but they won seven in a row in the year, including a bowl win over everyone's sweetheart, Tom Allen, who's now apparently some level of genius. Well, he lost to Jeremy Pruitt in the bowl game. Fast forward to this year with some high expectations in Tennessee in the top 25. They start out not only 2-0, and they're 2-0 and and leading Georgia at the half. Now, it all went to shit then. It did. It absolutely did. And they've been really bad ever since. But basically what you're saying is Tennessee was excited about Jeremy Pruitt and then fired him six games later. Yeah. Six games. Six games they went from we hired the right guy to we need to jump into the coaching search. People, people, people. Just And, and again, the, the programs that need to be the most patients have zero. Yeah, so it's, end it's, of end of that rant.
1: And apparently, there's also already a stop hashtag Stop Clark campaign by some Auburn fans. I don't know who they think Just, they can get anymore.
0: But well, they, they they're They talk they themselves into believing Urban Meyer's wife is is buying farmland in Lee County.
1: <laughs> they, that, I mean, honest to God, they're they're out of people. <laughs> they might get Bruce Pearl to coach the basketball team. I mean,
0: the football team. He's already unbelievable. Hey, and I'm, I'm just glad it's him, but, but let this be a warning to Alabama people that are giggling because you hate Tennessee, <laughs> you hate Auburn. I get it. I get it that you hate Tennessee and you hate Auburn, but Nick Saban, he might coach till he's 100, but that's probably the end of the road. There, there will be an end of the road, and and, and then we're, and, and to think that we're immune from this just being a laughing stock. We're, we're the same program that hired Mike Price, Mike Dubos, yeah. Mike Chula, all the Mikes, we're the same program that offered the job to Rich Rodriguez before we offered it to Nick Saban. I mean, I, I guess Alabama fans, they just think that Nick Saban Jr., who, I, who, who actually exists but isn't in coaching, uh, is just, you know, around the corner waiting to take the job, you know, but it's just, it's just frustrating to me every year when I see these other fan bases knowing that one day we'll be, we'll be joining the list of, it's, it's a hard thing to do to hire a football coach. You know why? Most of the great ones already have jobs. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's why this is hard. And and and, well, and people the, uh,
1: Saban's also destroyed the curve. So I mean, yeah. nobody's gonna be able to live up with this shit. So I mean, Nick Saban's um, a
0: sure thing. How come no one's hired him away from Alabama? <laughs> and, you, and and no, for real. For real. He's a sure thing. You hire Nick Saban, you're gonna win a national championship. How come nobody's hired him away? And don't tell me if you're the fan, like, oh he loves Alabama, he'd never leave. You are freaking crazy. He would leave for money, like every, single, like every single person out there. It's just that the money, I mean, Alabama would match anything with insanity. So the offer would have to be insane. You'd have to go to Nick and say, we'll pay you $25 million a year. Alabama will help him pack his bags because we are not going to do that. <laughs> but, but, but I'm just saying, Nick Saban hasn't left for a reason. It's hard to hire coaches who have jobs.
1: All right, buddy, that's going to wrap us up for today. We will be back tomorrow, everybody. Go check on betonline.ag, coreslight.com,
0: and builtgo.com, and uh, roll tight. Roll tight, everybody.